Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Catlin. And welcome to the The How How to to Love Me podcast. Podcast. Well, hello and welcome, everybody. Welcome to another episode, guys. Welcome to another episode of How to Love Me, the podcast where we talk about mental health and relationships. Specifically our relationship. But not specifically our relationship this one. Today we're talking about what moves us. What grooves us? Ooh. What gets us going? Look at all those rhymes this morning. I know, right? Look at you. You're uh, cute. Yeah, we're going to talk about music. Yeah, so today we're going to talk about music and how it can impact your mental health. I mean, this whole thing started by me thinking about music. So I don't know about everybody else, but when I get into like a playlist and I play the crap out of it, I get bored, my mood changes, but mm. when I find a new track or a new artist or a new album and... It gets me excited. I have the best day ever. Nothing can defeat me. See, you know what? Our, the way that we look at music impacting our mental health is a little bit different. Because for me, and at least how I've always been since I was little, is the music that I'm playing is dependent on the mood that I'm in. Yeah, me too. So like the... If I'm in like a bad mood or something, I might listen to some like real angsty, angry music. Mm -hmm. Or if I'm in like a super like fun, uplifting, goofy mood, I might listen to something that's going to make me want to dance around a little bit. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. Mm. I mean, that's a big part of it. But I mean, my thing is it doesn't matter if like any track can get me jacked. Like it can be a ballad. It can be a techno song. It can be straight up rock. It can be screamo. Like all of those types of musics are music is going to get me jacked. Okay. Okay. Yep. So I don't disagree with you. I mean, it doesn't matter when I find that new music, whether it's a new like NF track, which is kind of more like a ballad rap, or it could be like maybe emo's not, maybe Matt Cuckshell put out another emo song, which is just phenomenal, but it's still kind of ballady. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, sometimes we get into other tracks and other artists. I really just think that music, a new music track can bring a whole new light to life. It can. And, Especially depending on what exactly the song is about. Totally. Because like what I kind of want to get into a little bit today too is the the lyrics behind music and how they can make you feel different things oh. too. Well, of course. So, I mean, I music's been a big part of my life ever since I was a kid. I like, I know this is kind of like borderline super depressive. Oh, okay. Um, well, it, it is technically depression, but I know when I was a kid... I used to listen to like emo tracks like Boxcar Racer and that mm-hmm. to make myself cry at night. Yep. Totally. 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 I yeah, just, I knew it was going to happen. You're not alone in that. I would do yeah. the exact same thing. Um, a lot of the time when I'd be going to sleep at night, I would put in my headphones, yep. which I know you shouldn't, you shouldn't do. You shouldn't sleep with headphones. You might strangle yourself, blah, blah, blah. We're still here. Yeah, we're still here. We lived. We made it. It's fine. Um, but that was something that I would do too. I'd put in my headphones and if I was feeling, you know, a little sad or a little upset or something, toss in your headphones, listen to some sad music, get a good cry out, and then you're good to go to sleep. Yeah, and it wasn't even when I was sad. It would just be like, it's just something I would do. But then, you know, I've also compared it to a couple other things in life. So Mm. at work, we, the guys I work with are are pretty mentally or uh, physically fit. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they've been working on themselves and they, they have their routines. Yeah. Um, so we do like a hang challenge. So if you ever go to like a comic book expo, cause this is on the nerd side, uh, <laughs> they do this. Yeah. It's a hundred second hang and you just got to hang on a bar. Okay. Um, the bar gets greasy and stuff. I don't know. They do it at some trade shows too, but we've been practicing that. 
And I noticed dramatically one day where they we just had music playing in the background, my time actually increased. Yeah, when music I have, pumps you up. Yeah, when I sit there in silence and try to do the same thing, I get in my own head and mm-hmm. I end up not like there's literally like a 10, 15 second difference between my two hangs. I could totally see that because even think of like when you were powerlifting, mm-hmm. right? Like true, true. Think of how much music would push you that extra little bit. I always listen to music. Anytime I worked out, I always listen to music. And I Same think here. That's that's a big part of it. And like when I was, well, when I was going for runs pretty regularly, that was one thing that I always relied on for my runs was having a really good playlist, something that was going to keep my heart rate going, mm-hmm. keep me up, keep me ready to go. And I remember when I did my first uh, 5K, you weren't allowed to have headphones and it completely shot my time. Ugh. Like I was screwed. Yeah. It was terrible because I was not allowed to listen to music during it. Yeah. And like same with snowboarding. I love snowboarding. It's so much fun, but I always got to listen to music. Mm-hmm. If I'm not listening to music, I'm not having as much fun. I'm not ripping exactly. as hard. Yeah. It's not pumping you up as much. It's not getting you as excited. Yeah. 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 Music. It's a thing. It really is. Okay. So I did a little bit of research. Oh, did you know? I found out that there is actually a thing called music therapy. Okay. I had no idea that music therapy was a thing. So music therapy, like, is this actually like a therapy, like something that people actually do? Yeah. So like physiotherapy and stuff like that. This but is in that same therapy. realm. Well, not as physiotherapy, but, but no, no, but I mean like same sort of idea. Yeah. Like you could get prescribed music therapy. Yeah. That's my understanding of it. What? Which is pretty cool. Right. So like, it's basically just a different type of therapist. Okay. So, okay. Maybe that article wasn't as good as I thought it was. So let's just say, <laughs> what is music therapy? A music therapy session may incorporate different elements such as making music, writing songs, or listening to music. Music therapists are trained in more than music. Their education often covers a wide range of clinical skills, including communication, cognitive neuroscience, psychological disorders, as well as chronic illness and pain management. Huh. Right? So when you, so I'm going to keep reading here. When you begin working with a music therapist, you will start by identifying what your goals are. For example... If you have depression, hi, <laughs> and it's you feel us. down and out most days, hi, you may <laughs> hope to use the music to naturally lift your mood. Holy shit. That's what we've been talking about. Exactly. You may also want to try applying music therapy to other symptoms of depression, like anxiety, insomnia, or trouble focusing, trouble focusing. Mm-hmm. I just want to touch on that real quick okay. because one thing that both of us do when we're at work is we always have to be listening to music. Music always kind of keeps me in that focus mode Mm -hmm. when I'm working. I have a hard time with other sounds distracting me. See, and that's the way I look at it too. I'm kind of like, I look at like, I have so many inputs Mm -hmm. and anything like any distant noise, mainly because, you know, I still deal with my ADHD, but -hmm. like a small little noise or like a dog cooing or something, you know, like that'll distract me and that'll take one of my inputs. Mm -hmm. So what I tend to do is like with music and video, I like to fill... (laughs) I like to fill all my inputs <laughs> uh, so that I can't get distracted when I really get in the zone. Mm-hmm. So by taking up all of my bandwidth at that time, it makes me able to focus. Because if I find if I have, you know, an extra input left over and something else distracts me, like someone walks across the street. Who mm-hmm. is that? Where do they live? I wonder if they live around here. I wonder yeah. if they're eyeballing my place. I wonder if they're eyeballing one of my neighbor's places. Those are the things that will run through my mind. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. And honestly, it's kind of similar to me, I guess. So when I'm working, I do find, cause like right now I'm, I don't have an office anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm working in kind of like a open, open space and open space. Where, me too. Yes. And you're in the same boat. So going from having an office and being able to just kind of do my own things and not have those other distractions. When I did have my office, yes, I would still listen to music, but you had music on 24 seven. Yes. I did always have music on. You could hear it throughout the office Yeah. anyways. But now that I'm working in more of an open space and there's more people surrounding me, there's a lot more room for distraction. Yeah. And like, if I have someone, you know, behind me working on something or they're talking on the phone that automatically takes my mind away from the task at hand, because now I'm focusing on, well, what are they talking about? Are they talking about mm-hmm. me? Is this something bad? Am I going to get fired? Am I going to lose my job? And then you start to spiral. Oh yeah spiraling yes so music has been incredibly helpful for focusing for me i believe it and like even when i'm cleaning the kitchen or cleaning in general i always have music on Hmm. so after discussing your needs a music therapist goals for your treatment might include improving your mood enhancing your quality of life strengthening your coping skills that Mm -hmm. that is nice encouraging emotional expression See, and that's what I, I feel like I struggle with that. Mm-hmm. Me too. Relieving stress and symptoms of anxiety. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest thing. I can have the worst day ever, but if I have that one track that just like hits me in the, that perfect way, mm-hmm. if my buddy servant drops his next trap because it seems like every track he drops is straight fire. Seriously, he has been killing it lately. But Freaking killing it. Another thing I want to talk about when it comes to this music therapy too is... Spencer's my buddy Spencer who is an artist and Mm -hmm. recording artist does his own music videos all this stuff he has really been on a mental health journey of his own Mm -hmm. right yeah now I want to also look at something like an, a, a professional recording artist such as NF yes. who talks so much about his mental health and going to therapy his music is his his music is his therapy right so yeah when I when I look at something like this that they talk about um that even writing songs or listening to music or making music is a form of therapy. Mm -hmm. It really goes to show that these guys who are on that creative path Mm -hmm. will want to know more about like they, they, in my opinion, they might have a better understanding of their mental health. They're very well could. And I mean, if you look at, if you just look at NF's lyrics, Mm -hmm. they are deep. He paints a picture and he paints it well of exactly what it is like to live with any sort of mental disorder. Exactly. And then I find with my buddy Servant, he's mm-hmm. been doing tracks that are more about labels and, yep. you know, like his latest song, Loser. Loser, which yes. is phenomenal. Oh my gosh. I, when oh my he, gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it just combined into one. It happened. Get over it. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, so when he released that track, I listened to it on the drive home like five or six times in a row. Like it was getting me pumped. And then he did his own music video. Anyway, oh. I, I can't say enough about my buddy Spencer. And why I can't say enough about him, a.k.a. Servant, is mm-hmm. because he's actually coming on. He is. He yeah, will he, be doing a heart-to-heart with us. Is Becky... Yes. Yes, his him wife. Him and his wife. Yes, his wife Becky is going to be joining us. So well. we are actually going to have a conversation with a professional recording artist who makes his own videos. His whole life is in this, and his whole... He even has his own podcast. His cinematography is amazing, by the way. Absolutely. He has his own podcast, Creative Insanity, where he literally talks about creatives. And Mm -hmm. how he talks to creatives about their creative process and that type of stuff. Exactly. And now talking about this music therapy, man, it's just a great time to just bring up the fact that he is going to be on soon, guys. It is. I'm so excited to record this one with him. It's going to be it's going to be really fun. It's going to be huge. And, Mm -hmm. you know, 
again, his music has put me in those places, put me in those happy places. Sometimes those pump up like, you know, that's just how she works. Yep. Yep. I totally agree. And I mean, we're not the only two people that really relate to music. I know tons of people that use music as just like a coping slash relating slash pump up. I mean, pretty much everything I do, I do with music. Yep, same with me. You're yeah. either you either have to have music or video. Yeah, because you're a very audio and very visual person. The only reason I do that is because of my ADHD. Yes, I know it helps with all of your inputs. Because even if I'm just listening to music, let's say for instance, I'm just cutting the lawn. Okay, I've sure. got my music on. I know what I'm doing. My mind will still race. Mm-hmm. I will still go off into tangents in my own head, and typically mowing the lawn for me because I don't have that visual stimulation. I tend to go on like a more visual route in my head. Okay. So I will do a lot of thinking, post-processing, stuff like that while I'm cutting the lawn because I don't have that stimulation. Mm -hmm. But where if I'm doing something else and I don't want that visual stimulus, like I don't want that to be a distraction, I'll fill that need. Now, I'm not saying this is the right thing to do. Chances are overloading my brain with stuff to do is probably not the healthiest thing to do, but it works for me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just because it works for you doesn't mean it might work for everybody yeah, else we are so, not professionals <laughs> exactly cannot say that enough we are not professionals do not take anything we say as professional advice but hey give it a shot maybe it'll work for you it might work for you it might not worth a shot anyways yeah, what are you gonna do only one way to find out yep okay so let's learn some more about music therapy okay uh what exactly happens dur- do you want to learn what happens during the session uh yeah yeah you do i mean if i can take my music like taking music listening like if i've got a long drive or something i might be able to do a little therapy on my own that's true so let's find out let's learn okay so music therapy is often one-on-one but you may also choose to participate in group sessions if they're available okay sessions with a music therapist take place wherever they practice wherever it happens to be the room you work in together will be a calm environment with with no outside distractions uh ha 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 Each music therapist will have their own routine for sessions. For example, some therapists like to start and end sessions the same way each time, perhaps with a particular song. Therapists can use many different styles and techniques depending on their education, interests, and strengths. Hmm. For instance, some types of music therapy use a lot of movement. If you have physical pain or illness, it's important to ask your music therapist about the techniques they use to make sure they'll be a good fit for you, which that goes with any therapist. You need to kind of feel them out to make sure that they're going to be a good fit before you commit to them. Absolutely. But I do love how it says, you know, like music therapy uses a lot of movement because you're dancing. So it just goes to show like dancing is not a bad thing. No, dancing is just another way to move your body. Yeah. Like it could be therapeutic and it can be absolutely i am not much of a dancer though i I will openly admit i have the coordination of a three-legged toad (laughs) i've never heard someone say that before me neither (laughs) i just made it up well done thank you proud of you thanks um so one thing is like i when i'm in certain settings i love to dance but i always feel goofy or just like awkward doing it just like around the house or just like anything like that i feel awkward about it but like say when i was you know way back in the day when i was a bar star oh man dance floor was where i was at yeah much music dances i spent time on the floor but that's because everyone could just be an idiot and nobody judged well yeah i mean that was junior high high school type of stuff and that was the same with me but only, like the only one that sees me dance is you so yeah it's true yeah well and everybody else in the grocery store too but you know ah yeah but i wear a mask people don't know who i am it's okay it's fine it's fine 
Yeah, but it's for me, dancing completely depends on where I am. Mm-hmm. It's environment based for oh, me. Because, like I said, I just feel awkward. Makes sense. If it's like just me, you know? Okie dokie. Uh, how music helps you heal? Well, I mean, during a music therapy session, you may listen to different genres of music, play a musical instrument, instrument, or even compose your own song. Which, that's so, kind of cool. I mean, one thing that I've done ever since I was a kid, obviously, I had some high school bands. Mm-hmm. You um, sure did. I did. How many bands did you have? Three. Um, different ones. Mm-hmm. Well, more like four. I don't know. It's hard to say, because we just had like a group of guys that all played music, and we kind of all get together. I was just kind of like a catalyst of most of them. <laughs> okay. Um, so I had a few bands, but I mean, playing music was something that was huge to me. And one thing that I always did when I grew up, especially when I was going through those hard times of like listening to Boxcar Racer and bawling my eyes out, mm-hmm. I would actually write my own songs. Okay. It used to be, so a lot of guys like to write uh, journals. They like to, you know, journal what they're doing or write poetry. Mm-hmm. Music was my thing. Writing songs was my thing. Music and it, was your poetry. It was my outlet. And yeah. I did a lot of that. Like I had. Why'd you I, stop? Because I realized music wasn't... Okay, so when... So music wasn't going to be your profession and that's why you gave it up? More or less. I mean, the biggest thing was is music was a big part of my life. But when I realized I wasn't going to do it as a career, I dropped it. And it's not that I looked at it as, you know, I'm just going to drop this. I'm going to give up on it. It's more Mm -hmm. to do with like, well, I don't know if I need to commit all my time to this. So I stopped doing that. But what I've realized, like I said on the last episode of relearning who I am and comparing myself to who I used to be... Mm-hmm. I used to write songs. I used to write this shit down. Now I don't. And now I'm struggling more. Okay. Well, direct connection? Yep. I would say that that's a direct connection Possible. for sure. Yup, 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 yup. So music. Writing used to be therapeutic for me. And that is something actually Kelly and I were just talking about today. I need to write shit down more. I need yep. to get more back into that habit because it's fallen off and mm-hmm. I'm failing myself. Well, in ADHD, you have a million different tasks going in your mind at all times. And it's really difficult to complete a task at any given time if you're not sure which one to start with, how many different ones you have. Some get forgotten, some don't get forgotten. It's so much easier when you just have that list. Totes. Totes. Absolutely. Um, So one thing that I want to add in about the actually like playing music. Okay. Because growing up, I did always play music. Yeah, me too. Right? So like I played... Well, my sisters and I all played piano for the majority of our lives. Like, mm-hmm. I think I stopped. How many years did you actually play? How many years did I play piano? I want to say I played piano for probably, I want to say like three or four years. However. Jesus. Yep. Yeah. I, well, I played piano for the majority of the time that I was in like elementary school. Oh, okay. So you don't remember much. Uh, honestly, I've never I could, seen Kelly play a musical instrument. I could probably... If I was to go near a piano, I I would remember how to do like my scales and that type of stuff for sure. Like I I remember some of the like finger work that goes along with it. Don't give me that look. Freaking dirty mind. Finger Um, work. (laughs) But then, so like in elementary school, Mm -hmm. we had all of our different music programs and everything. And I was in music programs all the way from actually for my entire schooling career. I was in some sort of music class. Okay. So starting all the way between like elementary school, we had this little music program called ORF or Orphans is what it was called. And I started that in grade three, finished that in grade six. And Mm -hmm. then from grade seven all the way through to grade 12, then I learned how to play the alto saxophone and then the soprano saxophone. Well, some bitch. 
And those were something like I regret selling my saxophone. I do because I loved playing it. I was really good at it. Not to sound cocky, very modest, obviously, but like I was really good at it and I regret selling it because like I enjoyed it. See, I had a little bit of the same story. Um, I, I The only reason I'm laughing right now is because I'm just imagining like Kelly actually like breaking out the saxophone every <laughs> once in a while at home and it would blow my mind. Um. <laughs> it would set the mood, hey, the sexy saxophone. Ooh, baby. Oh, we need to, I'm going to have to. Anybody selling an alto saxophone, hit me up. How the number two love me podcast. Um, Facebook, Instagram, gmail.com. Yeah, hit me up if you're selling an alto. I might might take you up on the offer. Um, Soprano was fun to play too. Yeah, I just yeah. don't want a tenor. Those are too big. Sure, whatever. Yeah. I don't really give a shit. It can be one of those little like fake ones that you just blow into and it really just pl- plays a sound can basically just be like a like a recorder yeah totally i don't um, want a recorder just kidding yeah our kids will be bringing recorders home um so music i mean i did the same thing when i got into grade seven i started playing in the concert band i actually started with clarinet i didn't uh, know you played clarinet yeah i played hey, clarinet for like two years yeah yeah. Nice. yeah yeah no big deal i was yeah. pretty damn good uh and then in like grade eight i started a transition over to guitar mm-hmm. so i went to bass guitar yeah, you did. So then I was in jazz band. Jazz band. Jazz band. Jazz flute. We did not have a jazz flute. Ah, oh, it's disappointing. Um, yeah, I I also could play a little clarinet too. So you know it was nice and jazz. And then I also played drums. Mm. Um, I don't think I knew that you played drums. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's new. Yeah, in concert band, I t- um the timpanis were mine. The timpanis. Yeah, the the three big oh, drums that you can yeah, change yeah. with the foot pedal. Yep, yeah. Yeah, so okay. I played the timpanis. Okay. Uh, I also played, like, the regular drums and snare mm-hmm. drum and some all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, I was kind of like a jack-of-all-trades, except when it came to, like... Um, like the tuba and trombone and trumpet. See, I never got what? into them. I could never play any of the horns. Yeah, I didn't horns, get into the brass. Had, no, because you had to have like a specific way that you would like purse your lips yep. and stuff. And like, I could never do it. Oh, I could do it. I just never really got into it. I just couldn't do it. And Plus, like, I play, started playing guitar. And after that, I mean. Chicks dig guitars. Right? So. Even if it is just the bass. Whatever. Uh, slap that bass, baby. Slap that, work that G string. Oh uh, my goodness. There is a G string. I know Get there over is. yourself. God. <laughs> so anyway music big part of our lives mm-hmm. i mean i also found out that like music goes back in my family history too we had family bands and all that stuff so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah the exani family band at the tropicana mm-hmm. been you hearing, know it. i've been hearing about that at work i know which right? is hilarious it is yeah it is. yeah so yeah music so we do you want to learn how music helps you heal i sure do yeah 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 okay so you may be asked to tune into your emotions as you perform these tasks or allow your feelings to direct your actions. For example, if you're angry, you might play or sing loud, fast, or dissonant, I don't know that word, chords. In addition to using music to express your feelings without words, you may also explore ways to change how you feel with music, which that is something that both of us do. 100%. If you express anger or stress, your music therapist might respond by having you listen to or create music with soft, slow, soothing tones. Oh, so the opposite. That's kind of like interesting to think about doing the opposite, right? Which it does make perfect sense because if you're already like amped up and angsty, why would you want to listen to angsty music? Because that's just going to make you feel more angsty. You want to switch your mood by chilling the fuck out. Maybe I don't want to switch my mood. Maybe well, I do want to be angsty. Maybe then if, I, if you want to be angsty, listen to some angsty shit. I will. For sure. I will. 
Um, you may notice that switching to calm music makes you feel calm and there's scientific explanation. Several studies have shown that heart rate and blood pressure readings respond to changes in volume and tempo. Hmm. Interesting. Between sessions, your music therapist may give you a sh- gave get baby give you shorter exercises and do it <laughs> home. You may recommend using apps on your smartphone to play music, generate sounds, or track your progress. So, what's the difference between music therapy and sound therapy? I don't know. You tell me. I don't know. Music and sound therapy have several subtle but important differences. Each type has its own goals, protocols, tools, and settings. Music therapy is also a relatively new discipline compared to the concept of sound healing, which is based on ancient Tibetan cultural practices. Is that throat singing? It might be. Oh, wait. I don't, I don't know. Rather than making or listening to music to address symptoms like stress and pain, sound therapy is more focused on using tools to achieve specific sound frequencies, drums, flutes, chimes, bells, Tuning forks and natural sounds such as running water are used to produce tones, vibrations, and pitches that reach a specific frequency. Is this not ASMR? Hmm. Right? It might be a little ASMR. It, it's got it. Like, it sounds, right? It, it is sounds. That's what it is. I guess. So, is this... So, sound therapy... Is maybe just... Maybe ba- is AS, what ba- AS, Well, ASMR would be a type of sound therapy. Right. I think. And that's what I'm thinking is yeah. that it's based off sound therapy. That makes sense. Huh. I always thought that ASMR was kind of strange. Me too. Like, I don't want to listen to people whispering like this or sipping their water. Why would you whisper? We're on a podcast. Or like crunching really loud but or for like some people eating that, a pickle. You know what though? Someone will watch a YouTube video of someone eating a pickle and think that that's calming. Really? That blows my mind. If you guys want to listen or watch me eat a pickle... How the number two <laughs> Love Me podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and, and at gmail.com. Hit me up. I will want, look, eating Don't a pickle. Don't take this in a sexual way, yeah, yeah. first of no, all. No, this is not sexual in any way. This is literally just the Ukrainian in him. I eat a pickle every day. At least. At least a pickle every day. If you guys want to see a video of me eating a pickle, let sure. me know. I mean, if, if that would help you go to sleep, is me eating a pickle? <laughs> I won't make it gross or anything. I swear to God, no, I'll just eat just a pickle. Like, crunch real good for you yeah That's yeah all. i'll get the good ones i'll even homemade pickles we'll even have a choice maybe we'll do a pickle a week oh my <laughs> I don't goodness know. wow so who can use music therapy i don't know apparently i could use a little more therapy in my <laughs> life <laughs> if you don't consider yourself musical that's okay. You don't need any musical ability or previous experience to benefit from music therapy. Huh. Really? Music therapy can be highly personalized, making it suitable for people of any age. Even very young children can benefit from music therapy. In fact, you'd likely recognize the foundations and techniques in most preschool classrooms. Hmm. hmm 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 Children and young adults who have developmental and or learning disabilities can use music therapy to strengthen motor skills and learn to communicate more effectively. So I guess me kind of battling my ADHD with music is the right way to go. Mm -hmm. I don't know if going and plugging all of your inputs in is necessarily the right way to go. Yeah. But. Maybe don't fill every hole. Yes. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So adults may find music therapy useful for everything from simple stress management to treating mental and physical illnesses. Older adults may have much to gain from music therapy in a group setting where it can be used to fulfill social needs as well as promote physical and mental well-being. Hmm. Oh, we got some research here. Oh, 
Oh. oh, hang on, hang on. Research has shown that music can have a powerful effect on people with dementia and other memory-related disorders. Hmm. Well, you know what? They do say, like, <clears throat> my, uh, my wonderful uh, English teacher, Mrs. Mm-hmm. Seitz, mm-hmm. used to say, if you make it into a song, you'll always be able to remember it better. And you know what? Verb, verb, verb. It's an action word. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? That tracks because I will remember song lyrics from like 20 some years ago. But do you think I remember half the shit that I learned in school? I can. No, the answer is no. I can sing Shania Twain and the Dixie Chicks, which I never listened to. But do you think I can remember a thing from Calculus? Fuck no. No. And that's the part that drives me up the wall. I will I hear a song that I haven't heard in 20 years, and I'll just be like, I know these words. And I'll just start singing along and be like, how do I remember this? But I don't remember math. Yeah. What is math? <laughs> what is I don't, math? I don't know. I know but like a Shania verb is an Twain, action word. But like Shania Twain, man, I feel like a woman. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, that'll yeah. get you. I got, that's locked in. Right? That's never leaving. <laughs> don't even. Don't even. Let's go, girls. Oh. Uh, depression. So a system... Uh, what research says? Sorry. <laughs> the uses and benefits... Oh, my goodness. The uses and benefits of music therapy have Thank been you, researched for decades. Wow, really? Okay, decades. That is interesting. Key findings from clinical studies have shown that music therapy can be helpful for people with depression, anxiety, sleep disorders, and even cancer. You're telling me that music is good for people with cancer? I think music is just good for anyone and anything. That's what we're saying. We're not professionals, but music is medicine. It is. It totally is. Yep. So a systemic review published in 2017 found that studies have shown that music therapy can be an effective component of depression treatment. Mm. According to the research cited, the use of music therapy was the most beneficial to people with depression when it was combined with the usual treatments such as antidepressants and psychotherapy. So not as its own standalone, but it's something to add on. It makes sense. Exactly. So it's also supposed to help with insomnia. Insomnia. Yep. Which you know what? When I did have really bad insomnia, which was a side effect of my depression, I did find that listening to music while I was trying to go to sleep was incredibly beneficial. Oh yeah. Because it helps take away that overthinking part of your brain and instead you're just focusing on the sounds and the lyrics and it's the same as white noise, right? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, pain management. It also helps with pain, pain management and post-surgical pain. Also in labor, childbirth, and newborn testing. Which I have heard that about labor. Yeah, it's supposed to be good for chronic pain, cancer. Other conditions including... Autism, cardio, cardiovascular disease. Behavioral disorders, developmental delays in learning disabilities, PTSD. I agree, 100%. When I was in my darkest time, music became a huge part of my life. And it always has been. So I, I, I'm 100% with that. I think uh, music therapy is a big part of how I got through my PTSD. You think so? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So for you, when you were going through your darkest times, how did music help you? It got, can you it, get, it changed my mood. Can, I mean, yeah? that's exactly as we've been saying this entire episode. It wouldn't be anything in particular, but... It helped me change my mood. It helped me get behind the emotions. I mean, the hardest part for me is being a stronger individual that's got to put on a strong face and be that support system for a lot of people. Music was my way of letting myself go. Because if I listened to a sad song, I got caught up and do it and I cried a bit. I'm blaming it on the song. I'm not blaming it on my situation. So it's also a way of me outletting those emotions in a way that isn't super negative. 
Okay. So yeah. it's it's a healthier outlet. Yeah, it's basically. literally an outlet. Mm. So for my PTSD, it was great for that. Uh, it also is supposed to be helpful for schizophrenia, speech disorders, stroke and brain injury, and, and substance use disorders. Interesting. Right? Okay. okay. Limitations. So on its own, music therapy has not been shown to constitute adequate treatment for medical conditions, including mental health disorders. However, when combined with medication, psychotherapy, and other interventions, it can be a valuable component of a treatment plan. Hmm. Yep. So basically, you can't use music therapy on its own. You should still go through and see a therapist, do some other coping mechanisms and that type of stuff. But music can definitely be a helpful part of your healing journey. journey. Yeah. And I yeah. mean, it's it, that's a huge part. And that's great. I mean, I, I myself never would have thought of music being, I guess, that big of a part. You know what I mean? Well, and, you know, I've always known that music was really helpful for me, especially when going through dark times or going through tough times or if I need to change my mood or anything like that. Music has always been one of my first go-tos. Okay. Um, Other than just like, I don't know, taking a bath or journaling or whatever. But yeah, music ever since I was a kid has always been one of my main outlets. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Well... I mean, that makes a whole lot of sense. Music's a big part of our lives. And music I mean, was one of the first things that we bonded over before we even got together. True. True. It really was because I was able to show you a bunch of emo bands because you thought you were emo and then you realized I'm emo. We both are. Because, okay, so I just have to tell this quick little story. Oh my God. It's about when we first got together. Oh, no, before yeah. we even first got together. So you had only been working at the same company as me for, actually, no, it was the same week that you started. Was this my starting week of precision? Yes, it sure was. So it was later on in the week. You'd only been there for a few days and you would come into my office and I was listening to my emo playlist that I have that's called angsty shit. Mm -hmm. It's the bomb. Um, Anyways, I was listening to that playlist and I was listening to Under Oath Mm -hmm. and you came into my office and because I was listening to like super angry music and like you're my project manager, I automatically went to just like turn it down because you came into my office, presumably to talk about work. I don't know. And the first thing that you said was, was that Under Oath? And I'm like, holy shit, my manager knows who Under Oath is? What the fuck? Not only that, I also followed to tell you that I saw them live and listened to them for years. Yeah. And then told you that the drummer started his own band and blah, blah, blah. And Yeah, and then we actually, I want to say that we actually went through some of my playlists together and you're like, oh, you should add this. And then you started telling me that you were going to start leaving me basically sticky notes of different A new song, song every day. A new song every day of the week, basically. And instead I just sent it to you on Teams, I think, or something yeah, along those did. lines. Yeah, yeah. You gave me a couple sticky notes, yep. but then, yeah, Teams was easier. Yeah. But anyways, that's... That was within the first week of us working together Mm -hmm. that we already had that strong of a connection just because of music. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, it makes sense. And it makes sense because, I mean, everybody's got a connection. If you connect to the same music, Mm -hmm. it obviously makes it a lot easier. Oh, totally. Right? It just honestly blew my mind because, like, I didn't... I mean, I didn't really know you on a personal level that well or anything mm-hmm. right so it all of a sudden know they're like oh my goodness like this guy listens to the same music as me and he grew up listening to the same music as me what is this that's so cool yeah like i just i wasn't expecting it well i'm full of things you haven't expected yep yep that's one way of putting it yep so you want to do some segments let's do some segments okie dokie where you want to well i mean where should we kick us off just a tip with cat always music is a very personal thing um, my tip this week to do with music has to do with 
understanding that music is going to be a little bit, I mean, if your kid's a goth, they're going to listen to goth music. If they're more of a popular kid, chances are they're going to listen more pop and rap. Music has a lot to do with how your kids deal with a lot of things. And it's how I dealt with a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Don't try to control their music. That's all I got to say. No, I agree. Don't try to censor their music. Don't try to... If you don't want your kids that are 12 years old listening to explicit lyrics, totally understandable. Yeah, that's totally fine. In that case, I would say maybe just try to find artists that are in the same genre that maybe aren't... Well, they do have non-explicit tracks. Well, yes, but you know what I mean. I'm trying... So is this your tip or my tip? I'm adding to your tip. So my tip is... Don't judge your kids. Let them listen to what they want. Um, make make sure they understand that they need to be respectable. Respectful. Full about it. They can't just listen to whatever they want, whenever they want, and blare it at the top of their... Uh, they, don't, they, they don't need to have it turned up to 10 at all times. Or 11. That's it. Right? So... Let ki- let your kids have that. I mean, it was it was a big part of me. It was a big part for Kelly. And if mm-hmm. we were tr- if we were ever controlled or tried to be controlled on the music we listened to, it would have been a lot harder for us. I agree. Music was always a really good outlet for me. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Emotionally, physically, whatever mm-hmm. I was going through at that time, you could tell how I was feeling depending on what music I was listening to. Which always. kids these days. Uh-huh. On to the next segment. Kids okay. these days. You'll notice the kids these days have earphones in all the time. Mm-hmm. That might be part of what's going on. I had a really good chat with somebody this week. Did you? And it was about kids and generations and like how everything's moved on. Because I mean, technically, I'm a millennial. I don't really relate with the millennials, mm-hmm. but I am technically born in that generation. Yeah. As are you. As am I, yeah. So we were talking about this. And one of the things that was said is kids these days are... There's there's problems with them. They're they're always on their phones. They're always listening to music. There's always stimulation. When I hear somebody say, "Well, back in my day, you know, we went to war. We were taught was right and right, and what's wrong is wrong, and we fought for our country and all this, all those struggles that you guys went through. Did you go through those so we would have to go through them too? Of exactly. course not. Of course not. Of you course went through not. them to create a better future for your us. Yeah, for so your future. We don't have to fight a war. Right now, we don't have to physically go out there and shoot other people and kill. No, but what we have to do is deal with all this technology we have. Mm-hmm. This is the plight of our generation. Technology. Dealing with the technology and being able to handle it. And dealing with the mental health. Kids might walk around with headphones all the time because they, that's their coping mechanism. Life's tough for kids these days. You, it might not seem like it's, it's tough in the way that you would remember it being tough. But it's difficult in so many different ways. Look at all the different struggles that they have because of technology mm-hmm. and because of the internet that people didn't have even 30 years ago. I have struggles with my mental health because of the technology that we have. Mm-hmm. Not anything else. Well, I wouldn't so say that, that that's mind. because of. It's definitely a factor of. Oh, a huge factor. It's the reason yes. why it's as big of a problem as it is. Yes. Sometimes. sometimes it doesn't help. Yeah. It doesn't help. Let's just say that. No. So no, that's my kids the these days and just a tip with Kat. Mm, those were great. Right. Well done, honey. I mean, I already went and did like a little side note, side story yeah, thing. Yeah, so totally, totally. that was that was that for me. Yep. Um, I don't generally I don't really have an update for the Kelly's Corner. However, we do, though, we do because we just got new journal type things. Schedulers, today. scheduler, notepad, journal, kind of a jack of all trades. Type yeah. Book. Yeah. So they were called... Oh, you're blanking on it. We just picked it up, guys. Bullet something. Uh, They are called 
Rocket Book. Oh, Rocket Book. Okay. Rocket oh, nothing. Book is the ones that that's they make them. Now, what it is, it's actually. It's a reusable notebook. notebook that you scan with your phone, and that can be wiped off with a damp cloth. So, so basically, yeah. uh, you take this little pen that they give you. It still gives you the same sort of feel as writing with a pen and paper as it would in a notebook, because that's one thing that I really enjoy is the feel of pen and papers. And you basically write in there, you take a picture and scan it with your phone, and then it uploads it into the cloud and you can have all of your notes, all of your thoughts, everything that you possibly need on the cloud, but still have the benefits of basically writing with a pen and paper. Yeah. So it's to give you that feel of pen and paper, but it's also to be able to digitize it and keep it forever. And you only have and to buy this one book. it's reusable, guys. It's reusable. You buy this one book, and we've already written in it and wiped it out, and it came out flawless. Oh, guys. And the feel of the pen on the paper. Mm-hmm. Oh, it just glid. So glided? Glided? Glid? Glid? It glid? Glided? Is glided the word? It glided over the page. It glided. Yeah. Glid isn't a word. No, no, no. Glid is glid not is a word. Glid is not a alert word. I tried to make so, it. So, yeah, Rocketbook, okay. guys. These it's guys are not a sponsor whatsoever. No. We just bought their product. We're going to let you know how we like them. But currently, right now, I'm extremely impressed because I'm able to use this for personal stuff. I'm able to use this for work. I'm able to use this for everything in between. And I can wipe it clean. Yeah. It's such a cool concept. I didn't realize that this was something that was even created. Mm-hmm. They were on sale at Staples right now. So if you go to Staples, do it. Yeah. Check it out. So freaking cool. Yep. Oh. And they also have a Kickstarter for a new one coming up. But anyway, Rocketbook. Check them out. Really cool. Mm -hmm. Lots of great ideas. We'll add it into the show notes. We'll definitely add it in. Yeah. So um, why I love you. I mean, I feel like our why I love you is going to be the same. And I'm just going to say both of the why I love you. But what if my why I love you isn't the same as why you love me? Because this goes for both of us because I know you feel the exact same way. Well, hit me. Music. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, our connection to music grew this relationship and it continues to evolve our relationship. The one playlist that you and I listen to the most is Listen Here, Cutie, which is a shared playlist between the two of us where every time we find a new track, we add it to that playlist. Yeah. Every single time that we find a new track that we think the other person is really going to enjoy, we add it to our joint playlist. And yeah, like that is easily my most listened to playlist. We both have our own individual playlist. Kelly's got one called Beats. I've got got one called It's Over 9,000. Oh my goodness. I have like 11 different playlists depending on my mood. That's your main go-to though is Beats. That's your little bit of everything Mm -hmm. mixed into one. So... I don't even add shit to my playlist anymore because I just add it to listen here, cutie. And that's all I listen to. Mm -hmm. That playlist gets me through my drives everywhere, work, all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. And if it wasn't for our connection to music, you know, I'm not saying our relationship wouldn't be as strong, but I love our connection to music and what it brings to our relationship. So do I. And you know what? I love how any, any, so when NF had this new album that he just dropped not that long ago, one of the first things that we did is we listened to it separately. We listened to it together and then we actually discussed Mm -hmm. how it was and what we thought about it. And a lot of his different songs and everything, we had discussions about the lyrics and how we felt. And I, I agree. I do love the connection that we have to music. It's, it's honestly, a connection that I didn't see coming uh-huh. and it's one that I appreciate the most in our relationship. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. So do you have another why I love you or are you just gonna... No, I'm just gonna pile see? on to the one you already created. See? You are right. I know you hate hearing that, but you are right. Seriously, does anybody else how the number two love me podcast <laughs> 
Anybody else get told they're right way too often in a relationship because I do and it drives me up the fucking wall. Sorry. I mean, I love you. That's better. I love you too. So anyway. That's it. That's it. That's it. So I think I told you three times to hit us up at how the number two love me podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and and at gmail.com. We're going to end it there, guys. Yep. Thanks for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope music moves you as much as it does for us. And you know what? If you have any like artists or something that you think that maybe we haven't heard of that we might enjoy, send it to us. I like that. I love hearing new music and finding new artists. So if you have anything that you want us to check out, hit us up. And obviously, hit up uh, NF. I mean, he... you search I will, NF. I'll add that. And servant. I will add both of those links into our show notes for this week. Absolutely. Yeah. Perfect. Awesome. All well, right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll chat next week. We love you. And, and bye. bye.